Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we have on a very special guest, a man who's got the funk from the California coastline, from a place that is hanging up the haze from a clothesline, a champ with no ring, he's unsung and don't sing. He's been different places, seen so many faces. He went to high school with Nicole Ritchie. She had braces. He's even known Mark Ronson before the accent and met Be Real before time for some action. Yes, it's the honest, slow flow rapper with the most commas. It's nothing but love. He's like Muggs when Cube told him to make it rough. Man, we've got evidence back, back in the house. How are you that's doing, bro? That's the best intro. No capping. That's the best intro, man. For real, for real, for real. <laughs> Mate, I had to. This, this new album, bro, it's all there. It's all there. And you've been dropping these gems for us. And before we get in, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but we asked someone, everyone, the same question. But before I ask you, man, how are the squirrels? How are the squirrels doing? Uh, they're not here right now. They'll be back. Oh, damn, damn. How, are they all good, yeah? The squirrels? Yeah, yeah. Squirrels. <laughs> Wicked. Yes. Squirrel tape instrumentals part two coming. Part two. Whoa. Made that, already. So we're going. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. Evie, before we jump in then, uh, least hip hop thing you've done the last 24 hours, my friend. I took my son to school on time. <laughs> There's layers to that. That's a quick response, but there's layers to that answer. Okay. I've enjoyed that. Parenthood 101, man. Love it. He lost, one, he lost his front tooth and then the other one's fallen out. So um, it's been a crazy day. Oh, man. Yeah. Drama. Drama. Well, this is going to be hopefully a bit more fun for you because Unlearning Volume 1, by the time we drop this, it should be out. Uh, people out there listen to it, I'm sure. But I want to hear from you anyway about this album. When we last talked to you in like 2020, you were talking a lot about creative evolution. You were saying like, like how you wanted to shoot the weatherman in the head and, and and go forwards. So really, how are you feeling now? The piece of work is done. H how do you feel about it? I mean, I'm 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 rolling it out right now. You know, mm -hmm. but the, the rollouts felt really good. I've been putting out videos unconventionally every three weeks on the day. Yeah, and um, you know, kind of letting the videos reflect where I am musically. Not really overdone, overkilled. I'm not doing like big high production value videos right now. Just mm -hmm. I, I kind of just want to. I, I want to uh, establish A to B, you know, and the, the best way through that, I think, is just through simplicity right now. So I'm feeling good. Um, I felt great the day I turned it in because, you know, I, I did what I set out to do. How the world takes it is on them. But I did feel I did feel like I did what you and I talked about and I stuck to it. And as much as I've preached that to everybody else, I did what I, I did, what I've been talking about. And that's just. Um, Stripping shit back a little bit. I feel like when you get to a place, we keep adding and keep adding and keep adding, looking for that the high in the in the addition. Mm. When the best thing might be to just peel it all back. And so this is a, is a stripped down record in the sense that like my choruses aren't all doubled and vocal aligned, and not everything is you know sixteens with with eight bar hooks in three verse format. And I've just been doing what felt right. I tried to make this album feel like a one id i really i pushed for it but they were like you're absolutely out of your mind i really wanted this whole album to be one id <laughs> like a one long ass like a 40 minute song you know what i mean oh, but man. That, that's not realistic let's just be honest it's not mm. good for any business practices or whatever but you know i thought about that mostly when i was playing it segues transitions fast slow and um and then you know i i i if you're picking up from whether or not I, I left on that record with by my side which was the record about you know what i was dealing with here and 
that was an optimistic record and shit fell apart after that and didn't go the way I planned. And so I had a real rough time for two years, like fucked. Um, I had to work through it and I did have happy moments. I'm not going to paint it like it was just all bad, but for the most part, working through a rough time instead of trying to wait for it to get right and then present some Superman image. Nah, it was just like, this is going to be transparent. The reason I did feel comfortable putting it out was because for the majority of the people I played it for, they did see the light at the end of the tunnel on the record. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad, you know? And so I was like, okay, as long as it's leading to optimism and, and something like that shows strength and, and not just weakness and being kicked over and hurtling up in a corner, I wouldn't let it come out if it was like that. But I really feel like it didn't as much as I could be honest to my time. So for that, I'm proud. And I'm also proud that I did unlearning, which is unlearn all the shit that I thought were all the rules. And so if I don't have to really do anything, I don't have to stick to my weatherman format for this record. I can always come back to that. I can always do something else. Mm. Even if I shoot him in the head, maybe he's on life support and we get him back. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And then starting a new chapter, a new book, Unlearning, volume one. They can make a part two now. I've opened up something else. Mm. That feels really good, man. Because if you just sure Stephen King wants to do something else once in a while, right? And then he's yeah. fucking writing another ass fuck. You know what I mean? You're good at that shit. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and so that's how I feel right now. I feel, I feel um, good about what I've done and how the world takes it is on them. Yeah, man. Thank you for that answer. Cause that's filled in just a lot of the gaps I had listening to this record. Cause again, it's a really personal record. And we talked about it before, like your work is, your work is personal. And yeah. I feel like this is again, exactly like that. And for all the bells and whistles and high production values, what's beautiful about this record is the fact that when you peel it back, there's so much heart in there, which I'm loving. And you talking there about unlearning. I know the track unlearning, you re- you release a single, but that's not on the album, but that, right. that seems like a very obvious uh, transition to this album it could have been that's this what album. Set the tone. yeah it set the tone but if it's unlearning i don't have to put it on there and that's and that's all i'm getting at and i had so yeah. many other records lost in time pardon me um delay the issue a lot of records i felt were like continuations of that mm. so i'm making a 45 of that record with the instrumental which everyone's been asking for which is coming out which will feed everyone who needs that nice. physical and then streaming is available for that song as well so yeah. it's it's right there but the um and then you know the version of the album coming i'll probably put a couple other songs in that on it as well mm. and so um yeah no no it, it that song is key mm. but for me it's like for the real ones who who knew you know what i mean yeah. when when everything else is done yeah absolutely so on that subject of unlearning then because I, I i mean i've been in a position before with dark times when i'm when i have had to unlearn a lot about myself as well but i was wondering for you where when you said like when was that even concept hitting your head? Because it, it, it sounds like a Royce extract excerpt you've got there of Royce talking about unlearning the shit that you that won't help you going forward. Was that the okay. first time you heard it, or or was there was it something you talked about before and Royce just happened to say it? No, unlearning has been around. The the title has been around with me for a while. Um, I always planned on it being a song. You know, I didn't plan on it going much further than that. But um, the titles, social media, you know, it's unlearning is people know you say that it's not like a foreign concept. A lot of people are tap, uh, are tuned into what unlearning is, you know, but um, the why unlearning was so important to me was how am I going to venture out of my weather series? Because it's all yeah. weathermen, you know, cats and dogs, weather and uh, layover, all these things that were easy for me. So I was like, how, how do I exit this? Well, mm. unlearning. Okay, that's cool. Now I, I kind of 
really wiping the slate clean with that title. It, it does. Yeah. You don't really don't know what to expect. And uh, yeah, I, I felt like it was appropriate for for where I was at and my mentality of I'm not switching nothing up really if you listen to this record it's yeah. still it's not like i'm switching genre or you know i didn't trap or not, not i'm not really doing that by any means but mm. i felt like i'm really into the intricacies of things right now and a lot of producer and shop talk and things like this where it's like if i try to explain it too much i might sound like a weird scientist or something crazy so for me all right cool i can broad stroke that as unlearning right now which mm. leads it to anything i want to do is is there for me and um yeah and anything i want that i feel is right is right i just trust in my gut with this and so the the best part is making it part one because now i set myself up for maybe part two is crazy sonic and wild yeah. show driven you know and now yeah. and now i feel like this is my new demo to my new career and a lot of people i know are not willing to take those chances you know and so i'm, mm. I'm definitely proud of myself for that absolutely should be by the way because that's a hard thing man when you've got a fan base and they have expectations man the fact is i'm a fan first and foremost and when i heard this it's just beautiful to see artists like evolving it's like not just evolving sonically but telling me where you're at right now that is a lot for a fan i feel like i, I get that in this album Hey, what's up? This is Black Thought, and you are now rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. This is Stretch Armstrong. Ooh-wee! My name is Bobby Garcia, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love. You're now listening to Crate 808. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? This is Prince Paul, and you're rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, it's EV Evidence, Dilated Peoples. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast, my favorite shit. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York, and you're checking out the Crate 808 Podcast. Real hip hop. Just going on to a few of the things then, because I mean, this is the, the Better You is a great opener. Uh, Al on the beats. Could you give me a bit of a history? You must have like a million beat packs from Al you could choose from. Would this beat stuck out to you? Just interested to see the story behind it, man. Yeah, because I, I have I have the go-to winning Alchemist beats where the beat is already winning before I start rapping. Dab, yeah. And so this one, I didn't pick that one. I wanted to sell the record. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a lot of choices like that. But yeah, man, now come on. I have one Alchemist track on this album. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's unlearning right fucking there. That's scary yes. shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's another testament to where I'm at. I'm there, you know, four, four out of uh, six, seven days of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. We have, a, we have a lot coming up together as well. But uh, the... Yeah, just where I'm at. <laughs> you almost told me. You almost told me, Evie. You got a lot coming. Out. If step, if there's another step, brothers, bro. I am. Yeah, but the thing is, I have an alchemist lighter leash. So when you put this on, nobody can take your fucking lighter. That's what I have. Now. That is perfect. Go cop those people. Go cop those, mate. That, but that's what I mean. I know who you are. I've seen your music, and the fact that with them, there's only one alchemist. That even matter to me. What mattered to me was where are you going with this? And my my next question was actually going to be like I need to talk collabs with you generally uh, because I know you've collaborated in the past. I know you've done single stuff. You, you've done the lot, right? When you're tapping into my rap matrix, you've got Baldy, 
Baldy James on there. You've got Conway on there. And you've got like Navy Blue, bro. Like one of my favorite new rappers. And to, my, to me, it was like Evie's just tapped in right now with me. I just want to hear from you, like on those kind of rappers that you've got on here, the artists you've got on here. What are they bringing for you? Like each of them, like Baldy, Navy, Conway. How is that for you working with those guys? They're all, those are all people who are true to what I'm inspired by and true to who is in my immediate circle and true to being able to reach out to without feeling too like like it's an industry thing you know and so one that just shows i'm blessed to be around such an ill squad of people and you know and having them come and bless my shit and killing it by the way everybody showed up says a lot to me even more it means they give a shit and so that that's huge for me with navy blue you know i, I i've done a lot of work with him we've mm -hmm. produced i've produced a bunch of joints some of them made them out two two have been out but there's other ones we got that are fire too and um so that's a real working relationship with somebody who I'm just genuinely inspired by. Um, Fly Anakin, mm. man, he came over to my crib sitting right here doing the verse. And so, and I'm working with Gray Matter on, on learning his right. producer. And so natural, boom, Boldy. We had Gray October on that, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I felt honored to be on that. Like, come on, man. And so getting a him on this was just like, just another fucking victory. And he showed up crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and then Conway, that was, okay, I got a Derringer beat, but it doesn't really sound like a Derringer beat. Mm. And, and so and how am I going to put this together here? And so I was like, fuck it. We can, if I could get Conway, this would be crazy. Yeah. And then we pulled it off. And so I'm like, shit. And he, and he was cool enough to where I'm like, I didn't do that one with him. He did that somewhere else. But mm. the I told him my first, my first line of each verse is I wrote this. You know, I wrote this on the Amsterdam Canal. Uh, I wrote this on the first thing I could find to write it. So he comes in, I wrote this on a basement, you know, smoking yeah. aces, whatever, whatever, how he's sipping ace, whatever he said right there. It was crazy. Yeah. He came in saying that he came in saying the same shit I said. Right. And so it was like, oh, this is real camaraderie here. Like, this is fire. I love when records work out like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the guests are cool. Um, but once again, I don't have slug on this album. I had him on all my shit. Uh, Defara is not on this album. Rock is not on this album. It's yeah. like it's a different step for me once again i'm learning i got mr green producing on this record and yeah. uh q3 q3 and, yeah. and uh you know like it's, it's crazy mm. it's really crazy well the, the other got one v don v don on there you got knots on here it's like but it doesn't none of it sounds like maybe what you'd expect from them because i still made it feel like you can't might have to look at the track list to see who did which one and that's absolutely true though because i didn't know until i got some of the line notes oh wow okay there was actually another one i want to talk to you about pardon me i think it's animals that you had on for yeah. that animals yeah like that is a beautiful song bro like i'm just gonna say it. that is a beautiful song it's so insightful that's my demo version bro and i did normally i do my demo version and then i go to alchemist and then i go kick it over there correctly and in, in a booth and everyone's watching and i make sure i show up you know what yeah, i mean yeah, and yeah. that one i try I'm re-kicking it five times, like clean Sony CG 800 microphone, all perfect. And mm. it didn't feel nothing like it did the way I just did it. And yeah. so I had to clean up some shitty vocals and, and work on shit. And all this is part of unlearning, you know what I mean? And so it's like, but I couldn't get my heart back to where I was when I was just bleeding. You know what I mean? And so a lot of things didn't work out the way I wanted to, but in the end are revealing themselves for the right reason. Yeah. That's deep, man. And talking about yeah. deep, the the outro to that, that last minute, I don't know who that is that you've sampled for that, but when he talks about the three stages of creativity, which are imitation, emulation, and innovation, yeah. I mean, 
sometimes you take this stuff for granted, bro. And when someone says it like that and it hits you in the third eye where you're like, oh, yeah, like sometimes you don't even make the last one. You don't even make innovation. You know, sometimes you don't in life. My whole life is that I started out imitating, just like he said. Then I moved into emulation. I want to be premier Pete Rock so bad. You know what I mean? And, you know, and it sounds like that. And then at what point do you just be got to be like, yo, Pete Rock, might have been influenced by Marley Marl, but at some point he stopped caring and went into who he really was, right? And so when am I going to ever get to do that? You know what I mean? And so the, the innovation part is scary and it might not always be the best thing for a, a successful mu music career, you know, but that emulation place seems real safe and like, and so yeah, people who move into innovation are all the people who I, I respect the most. Yeah. And uh, I want to be on the team. It's going to be a process, you know what I mean? And this is my first my first curve stab at it you know maybe part two is, is just different than this you know I, I i have to see what it takes me but um i do feel like there's a new little lease i got on my career you know yeah absolutely Still it feels like that it feels like that yeah i got it yeah yeah because so, when you're saying that though because like the squirrel beat tape stuff like that there is more to your artistry and tapestry of your career and this emulation thing i was listening to um i mean it's sort of dell recently and Hyro generally but also a lot of like quick and i was like those are the people who definitely went to that third level and when i look at artists like you may not see yourself going there or find it hard to pitch yourself there but as a fan from you know back in the day dilated to now that's there that thread is there for me so just if you haven't heard it yet i just thought you should know that it seems like you're on the path for me as a fan just listening so yeah i mean means a lot bro honestly i i uh there's some people who are going to tell you it means a lot and it's part of what they're supposed to say and i appreciate that too but I, it really does mean a lot okay man wicked Yo, yo, yo. Just interrupting this episode to give you a quick update on our plans for 2021. But before I do, just remember to subscribe on YouTube and like this video. Also, get involved in the comments. We always have some dope takes on there. So shout out to people that are getting involved. We love reading them. And hopefully some more of you guys can get on there and we'll shout you out on the episodes coming up. Now, on to 2021. We here at Create 808 are setting up a Patreon where for the price of a pint or a coffee every month, we'll be bringing you even more dope hip-hop episodes. Simply go to create808.com subscribe to the newsletter you'll get all the updates on our plans but as a taster each month we're thinking of bringing you 90s rap hidden gem album reviews that you can vote for so if you enjoy people like Master Ace Diamond D The Lynch Mob Paris Big Noid Blase Blase we'll be doing a lot more of those we're going to do our Why I Love series the MF Doom and Jay Dilla editions each month we'll bring on a guest and dig into why they love a certain Doom or JD track and then test that love how deep is that love next up we Tang Chronicles Ghostface Killer Edition. We're aiming here, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we're aiming to go through every solo Wu project and we're going to start with Ghostface Catalog. So we're going to go in, we're going to talk about the music, we're going to talk about the fashion sense and just some of the amazing bars he's dropped in that career. And uh, the Griselda Marathon, I want to do it, I want to do it. If we get enough patrons, we're going to do it. We're going to go through every single Griselda project and really let's dive in, yeah? So get involved, hit up create808.com, subscribe to the newsletter as well as the YouTube and the podcast now. Back to the episode. Oh, another one on pardon me though before I go, because I remember we were talking about your son last time as well. Is that him at the start counting in that little transition? Or yeah. yes. Okay. How's he doing? How is how's he doing, man? He's amazing. He's, he's great, man. Yeah. He's a he's a ball of, of amazing energy. Wicked. How how's yeah. is he is he into baseball? I had to ask because I know you were into it. Is he into it? We play catch and 
in the backyard. That's all he knows about baseball yet. And, <laughs> and he knows what the what the Dodgers are, and that's about it. That's it. Okay, cool. Wicked, man. So, again, uh, before I actually move on, because I know you're into photography and the imagery and the Boldy video, by the time this is out, I've, I've that's the only one I've seen. But, again, the visuals are always on point. Uh, the artwork, I was actually going to ask you, because like jigsaw pieces, and it's just dope. The story behind that, if you if you had one. So I reached out to Brent Rollins. Brent Rollins is the guy who created the Dilated People's logo mm -hmm. and did a lot of the layouts for us to coincide with the photography of whatever photographer had shot the, the shots b plus or block mm. or we had bill at one time all kind of different people and he he's just like an iconic dude in the art world to me and to most who know what he does so i reached out and i i tried to have him involved in whether or not he was too busy mm. and so i hit him back this time like i got a little time to mess with here are you interested and he took a stab at it and we we found this um if you look on the cover on the bottom left of the cover there's a gary burton album from the 70s of him playing the xylophone and it's like a, a lot of different images of him playing it like a slow shutter kind of shot yeah and uh i thought about that idea and then he was like i like that and so we we shot me in the studio doing a lot of shit, and i put the cover on the on the cover of where it was inspired by as a little a easter egg like a like yes. i gave you like a i gave you like a clue yeah. i don't know if that's america but uh anyway the it's there and then he decided yo what about unlearning what if we make a puzzle but we make the wrong pieces fit so a piece from your blind is on your shirt but it's the correct piece but it's not the right visual and your head is chopped off because the mixer yes fit that's fits right there and so the whole thing is just basically showing how the, the only way to do this puzzle is to put the wrong images in the correct places you know and then yeah. it's just a metaphor for unlearning so he's crazy <laughs> That's dope. That is so dope. I love that story. It's wicked, man. Uh, yeah, uh, we just talked about Knots a minute ago, uh, and I had to talk about, I think might become my favorite track on here, Lost in the Park. That is just... I love that song, man. I love that. My, that song is my heart, and I kind of put it at the end as a, like, a, I needed something strong right there, you know? And mm. so like normally that would be a song I'd be representing with, but this time uh, I put Jim Dean off the last album, Bad Publicity, like right at the beginning, like those two. Mm. This one, I felt like we blended his sound a little different, and we... It's not as sharp and it kind of fit in right. I don't know, man. It's like if there's somebody who we're supposed to let them know how much we appreciate them while they're here before it's too late, it's not. It's just like, yo, and for Alchemist for this reason and Knots for this reason, right? And they're like, to me, and pr Premiere is like, you know, and everybody else is way, those yeah. are my gods. Like the, the poster is still on the wall <laughs> and they never come in there. Right, yeah, but yeah. but like not like and Al, like wow, like recently, like knots. If you follow his Instagram, like he's making twenty beats a fucking day, man. Like, and they're no slouch, everything, you know. And it's like, and it's a private account. He's not even trying to impress you. You got to like ask to be in, invited, you know. And yeah. and uh, yeah, and he's just so talented on a, on a music level, like the bass lines and the swing. It's like it's. To compare him to Jay Dilla is unfair because that was Jay Dilla and this is nuts. But For sure. he's, he's right. It's fucking nuts. Absolutely. It's the heart. And we talked about heart before and all that. But for some reason, this track hit, hit my heartstrings. I think I actually was smoking whilst walking. And your lyric was hit the weed whilst I'm walking in the park. And I was like, damn, that's what I'm doing right now. And th that lockdown feeling, you know, and we're getting out of it a little bit. But that lockdown feeling was still there when I heard this track. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, it's just there. So, yeah, big up on that one. Man, I've got so many here. Mr. Green won't give up the danger. That last verse on there, it's just like crazy. That, that verse that verse is something everybody told me. So like when Enzo's mom passed away 
Eric, my, Enzo, my son, you know, Wendy passed away. Though that was something like, yo, you need some money. I got you. You might need some time. I got you. Mm. Uh, you're always pretending like you never asked for shit. Stop doing that. Like it was literally, I just took memories of it. Something everyone said to me at funeral or wherever the fuck. And I just wrote, I wrote my first third person verse, you know, mm. which was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, but it, it's just it just stands out, bro. Just the way the beat switches near the end, you know that little beat switch, that pitch switches. It's crazy. But Murkish Dave, it's like wow, the UK flavor here. Slug, that's you got to give Slug his props on that. I I had that song. I sent it to Slug. I was like, it had no chorus on it, and I said, what do I do? What happens in between these verses? And he was like, you need reggae. You need like uh, he sent me a Smith and Wesson song. He's like something like this. Wow. And uh, I forgot Soundboy Burial. I forgot which song it was, but it was like, hmm, you're right. Then he called me back. He's like, no, 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 no. You need a British voice. <laughs> he's, like, you need, he's like, you need that voice. And he's like, and here it is. <laughs> and he sent me uh, a Mercury Day video. And I watched it. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, somebody put me up on him because I guess we used Atmosphere used the same sample that he had used in a song. Somebody had mentioned it, and that's how he got up on him. But then what's funny is I know Budgie, mm. and I know a lot of the homies working shit, right? And so, um, so he's like, Dave is the man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Damn. And so I just hit him on Twitter DM. Not even DM. I went Twitter route. <laughs> And uh, you, you trying to fuck with this or not? I'd love to work. And he was like, okay. He was like, I'd be interested in checking it out. So I sent it to him. He came to my show, Jazz Cafe. Yeah. And then, you know, he fucking turned out to be a real one. That's so, so dope. Man. Super cool. Beautiful. Beautiful, bro. I love that voice, man. That's, yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's no, so it good. works. It works. And again, that unlearning thing, it's only just keeps hitting me now once you've been mentioning it is, yeah. Oh my God. I don't think I would have heard you do this before, but it's so great that you are. You said that about Jazz Cafe, by the way. I don't know. Is it too early, but are there any plans for a, a tour or is it too early or what? I have um, Los Angeles coming up in September, full capacity. Mm -hmm. And Chicago has made an offer. New York has made an offer. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm going to do a full tour to close the routing in between all of that i'm is still to be debated overseas offers are coming in oh, yeah. let's go coming in let's go Evie. so yeah with my son now and being full-time dad it's going to be a little tricky mm -hmm. because i want him to be good cool. so i'm gonna have to i'm i'm working personal obstacles out here mm -hmm. so if you see me know that everything is taken care of and it's, and it's I'm, I'm good with it and otherwise i'm i'm yeah. gonna have to put them way out and feel what's right in my heart you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, crazy, but it's just life. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. I, I miss the people. I'm, um, if you've ever seen me perform, you know, I'm reserved. Mm. Sometimes it's hard for me to order pancakes from a fucking waitress without acting weird. But if you put me on a stage in front of people, for some reason, I get to let go and I, all my inhibitions go out, or all my fears and all that shit jumps out the window. And I get to honestly be truly something for an hour where I, I can't do that in any other part of my life so it, it's um i miss it man for that reason mm. and then uh monetarily too i took a super huge hit mm. i had done good the year before and so it got me through yeah corona time or whatever mm. but yeah i'm gonna the right thing will be presented to me and i'll do what's right yeah because you say that you know you say there about like like not being able to order and stage fight i remember you talked about uh rapper big poo 
like a year or so ago, we had him on and he talks about you. It's just such a weird, weird cycle of events. And he was talking about stage fright. I don't, did you ever like suffer with stage fright or did you just like, was it just uh, click? I suffer, I suffer the before going on stage fright. My foot touches the stage, it's over. There's no, it's done. There's no way to go back. So it's, you're going to sink or swim then. So I, yeah, I choose to swim. Uh, but yeah, before the show, I'm a mess trying to hit a joint. I'm like, like getting nauseous, hitting it. I'm anybody talking to me. I'm just like, I'm not listening to them. Uh, you know, I'm trying to go blank, but, uh, I would imagine that anybody who loves what they do does that. Any baseball pitcher or basketball player, they're all, anybody who just walks out onto the court and is like, what's good. I, I don't believe you. You know, you, yeah. if you love this shit that much, you're going to feel some way. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, props for, props for just doing it, man. Absolutely. Just one of the final ones I just talked to you about as well. All Money 1983. I think it's, I think it's Q3 on that. Were you named after Al Pacino? I was. I was, Damn. Well, I was I was named his character from the Godfather. Right. Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And I met Al Pacino. Yeah, like my dad took me to a party in LA. My my godfather Vinny. It sounds crazy, right? My godfather Vinny was a dude in LA who like was notorious for like have you seen Superman? Ever seen that? I know, I know, I don't think I have. You should watch it. Okay. Um, but he was in—he no, was notorious for being a, a, ho, a hospitable hoster. Mm. Or what's the word? He—he he was all about his guests, and he always had parties and catering to everyone's. Uh, being that guy, tell me he—he he would have a bag of weed. He would give him, and he would put it in a drawer. And when he wanted it a year later, it would be there. And what? that tower, maybe it was more than weed, but whatever it was, this type of guy, real reliable. Uh, like a real fucking up guy. He had a party and Al Pacino was there. Right. Yeah. I went to a party and my dad brought me and I was probably six or something. And uh, Al Pacino was there. I had on a leather jacket and my dad introduced me to him. And I was like, holy shit, that's the, that's the dude right there. He was like, nice, nice jacket, kid. <laughs> that was it. Oh, fantastic. What a fantastic little fire. episode. Did you Super, Fire, fire. absolutely absolutely man so what what was big the, lighter sorry go, go, yeah that's it man so what, what was what was the driving force behind that track though like the actual track uh all money 1983 like where did that come from that was the year i met him at that party oh. so yeah i was just um okay yeah, i get you that's like uh then all money all money is not good money was just uh really that was just part of the story because I veered after I veered in the story, I just went to um, um I don't know much, but what my worth is, you know, all money is not good money. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the chorus is just, it don't necessarily have anything to do with that part of the story. As mm -hmm. as some of my songs do, they 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 evolve as they go on. Absolutely, man. Hey guys, this is Jerobi from A Tribe Called Quest. You're listening to The Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, man? It's your man, Elzai, and you're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Where well, you can check out, you know, artists like me. Hey, it's Steve Rifkin from Loud Records. You're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. Spread the word. These guys are dope. The questions they ask in the interview is amazing. Enjoy yourself. Be safe and be healthy. One, two, one, two. You know what it is. This your man, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, -O, Sky Zoo, live out the borough. And this is The Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, 
But most importantly, share that love and put your peoples on. Peace and light. This is Sir Rock rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. And you want to check out everything hip hop on Crate808.com. Yo, this is Juggernaut, Nottingham City, NG area. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked in. There's so many gems drop. Crate808.com. Hey, yo, this is the one and only R.A., the rugged man. And I'm rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast with my man Cam. Yeah. So, I mean, again, people go check out that album. Album is dope. Uh, I just want to hear as well. Like, I, I know it's hard because you are just, you've just completed a piece of work, but are you in a mode now where like you've still got creativity going or are you more like, do you know what? I'm going to kick back a minute. I want this to kind of get out there. How are you feeling right now though on that front? I'm halfway in part two right now. I'm, I'm hitting the button. Oh, I'm, snap. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do the long wait shit. That's part of this too. It's going to be like turn the faucet on, damn. you know? And so it's like, uh, I'm starting my own record label right now. It's called Bigger Picture Recordings. Squirrel Tape 2 is my first release. And I have a Planet Asia album that I've produced and a Damo Genesis EP that I've produced. And I have a Fly Anakin 45. I'm working on releasing the Damo Genesis project we did a couple of years ago, only digital on vinyl. Navy Blue 45, sorry, I'm looking at my board. I'm going to do a, yeah. uh, hopefully a Vel Wonder 45 Damn. and a uh, Raka EP and all this shit and really start to build my presence as a producer. Yeah. This album, me rapping, is on Rhyme Sayers. I think there'll be another one mm-hmm. with them. And then as after that, I'll probably merge myself mm-hmm. onto my label become my own artist exciting time ahead for me creatively right now i really want to harness what i'm feeling and what i'm inspired by and create my narrative the way i want to yeah so there's a lot brewing right now with me um and hopefully this record is is just the jump off of of a lot of good things to come damn because you know when you're doing stuff like that bro just, I'm not going to put pressure on you or anything like that. But when you're doing stuff like that, one thing I realized when we dropped our first conversation, maybe I was a bit naive or whatever, but the amount of feedback we had from our first convo was unreal. I've uh, Your fans seem to be very, they cotton on to what you're doing. And I feel like what you're doing here when you're building it out, it's like building a bit of a legacy, right? It's a lineage where other people can look at it and be like, Evie did that. And hopefully other artists can, like you hear Navy Blue now, he's so young. But in 10, 15 years, who knows, man? He could be doing similar things. And I feel what you're doing, it's just laying a statement out there, essentially. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, man, yeah, good luck with all that. And I feel like I need to boss up and be where I deserve for how long I've been in the game. Because you don't want to see me. I don't think any fan wants to see me flying far away just to pay a bill. Or, you know, they don't know the ins and outs. But for real, like, I want, I want to build something really great. And let my shows and when I do things publicly be a pleasure and not out of sheer necessity. And so with that said, sometimes necessity drives greatness. And a lot of careers were made off necessity. Let's not get it twisted. (laughs) But at the same time, like, yo, I think people want to see me this deep in the game doing something where I'm building something for myself, you know. And so I'm I'm really excited about what's going to happen these next couple of years. I I mean, it's going to go crazy. It's going to go crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it all, man. Question. Is that Phil Collins in the back? Over here. Yeah. Yeah. I got Phil Collins over there. And then I have uh, Pearl Jam. Nice. Poster. I like Pearl Jam. They're all right. I mean, they're cool, but yeah. more because Tristan, my man, designed it nice. for them. And like 
like really sick and numbered it and autographed it for me. So. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Can I just make yeah. this point right now? At university over here, I used to love Phil Collins and all the heads used to rinse me. I'm on a chat now with Evidence and Evidence has got Phil Collins on his wall. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. That I is had amazing. a line that said, who doesn't feel Phil Collins? Right? The fuck? Right? Thank you, Evie. Thank Come you. On, for man. Just, he's yes. A drummer, bro. He's a drummer and he blew up as a pop star in his 40s. Yeah. Like, respect. Respect that shit. <laughs> and he was bald as shit. He was so bald. bald he was like, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's some yeah, that's some role modeling for you. Oh man, amazing. Thank you. Evie man, this has been amazing. Thank you for delivering this album. Thank you for just chatting about this. One thing I had to ask you, because I just watched the High Road Doc again yesterday. I told you I was into them. And you pop up for a minute. Have you got over the batting practice alternative that was on 93? Till infinity. Never, never, <laughs> never, never. Fuck that. I hate the version on their album. Really? Oh, you not, not even grab Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that version. <laughs> the original OG is better. All day. OG version all day. Yeah, yeah. That original is unreal. Absolutely. But, you know, I was wondering if it had grown on you since that doc, but obviously not. So, <laughs> but Evie, man, before I go then, uh, Last great piece of music you heard could be old, could be new, can't be on this album because his album's great. But you know, is there is there another piece that you heard recently? I heard Baldy James' next album. No, I'm here with the T for the reason, man. Come on, that man's there been is. on one. Man's yeah. been on one. Okay. Crazy. Okay, okay. I'm taking that and I'm just going to wait, wait for that drop. So yeah, man, thank you, Evie, man. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon. Good luck with all the album launch and everything. And hopefully we link up one more time whenever and much love to the fam and all that, man. I love what you're doing, bro. It's important. Thank keep, you. Keep killing that shit. Yeah. Thank for you. For real. Evie, you're tapped in and you understand what's going on. Yes. Keep, 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 keep going. Thank you. Much love and good luck. And yeah, peace, bro. Peace. Peace.